we talk a lot about prescribed ways of doing things, you know, how many emails you should send between booking and arrival, the types of newsletters you should send, all these things I've talked about over the past several years. And then occasionally you come across a maverick, somebody who's doing none of those things, yet is achieving amazing results. And Today's guest is just one of those mavericks. You're going to love this interview. I did. Yeah, just listen. It is one of the best interviews I think we've done. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer. As ever, super delighted to be back with you. And we are at the end of the season, she says. And you know, over the past few weeks, I've said there really is no end of the season this year. It goes on and on right the way through September. Uh, It's really interesting to note that we have seen so many advanced bookings for next year so early, so early. Usually we get into September, October, people start asking about next year. I mean, this is this is not counting our repeat guests who have wanted to book at, at the end of their stay. This is new guests, people who were who not able to get their dates for 2020, but they want to lock them in for 2021. So it, it looks like next year is going to be pretty interesting too. We just, you know, we just hope this virus continues it downward, downward trend as it seems to be, certainly in Canada. And that business sort of gets a little bit more back to normal, but we're going to be pulling in, well, certainly for us, we're pulling in all the new guests that we maybe would not have had, had it not been for COVID this year. And they're all going to want to come next year. So we're going to be spending the winter, the fall and the winter, really nurturing those guests, the ones that haven't already booked for 2021 and getting them into the flow of saying, you've got to book now because you saw what happened this year. We don't know what's going to happen next year. So lock your dates in now. So that's going to be our theme for fall and winter. And you know, I talk a lot and talk to a lot of people about the way we do this, you know, the nurturing, the sending of series of emails, the way that we might send a newsletter every month. And, you know, just did that recently talking about newsletters. And then you come across somebody who doesn't do any of that, who gets to the end of the season and just relies only on their website to pull in the traffic. And that website pulls in so much traffic that next summer is already booked up for him for for the five properties that he represents, three of his own and three of his brothers. So I wanted to explore this a little bit more with Steve Elsie from Vacation Adirondacks and find out, you know, what it is that makes him so ultra, and he is ultra successful at this business with his, you know, smaller amount of properties, with five properties, but he's able to achieve what he wants to achieve between June and the middle of October with some very, very simple 
simple ideas. And I know you're going to listen to this. It's it's a, a slightly different interview than what you will normally hear. Steve's free-flowing. He gives as much information as he possibly can on how this business has worked for him. So Steve's places are in the Adirondacks. Um, it's a very different location from, say, the um, you know, Destin or the Outer Banks. And so he is talking to his destination, which may very well be different, requiring different marketing ta- tactics from anybody, from, from other people. But much of the message that Steve is talking about is applicable to absolutely everybody. He's got such a refreshing insight on this business. And I'm not going to say any more. I'm going to turn this straight on over to Steve Elsie from Vacation Adirondacks. Well, hello. I'm here with Steve Elsie from Vacation Adirondacks. I've heard so much about Steve from my friend Alan Egan over the years. And I have used Steve's website as an example in countless presentations. So I thought it was high time that I got together and talked to Steve about his website, about how he created it, about his business. He has five properties in, that he manages in the Adirondacks, three of his own and two third-party properties, which he can tell us about. And he is 100% book direct, which I absolutely love and admire. And I want to find out from Steve exactly how he has got there and what is the secret of his success. So fantastic to have you here, Steve. Welcome. Good morning, Heather. Thank you very much for having me. I've heard about you for many, many years, also through Mr. Egan and other places. And Say No group, Annie Switzer's group. I love that group. Oh, gosh, there's, there's so much really, really good stuff out there, isn't there, on Facebook and, you know, other forums and places where people are congregating and talking about this business. And how, how long have you been in the business? 2013 was my first summer. I had my uh, house I was living in on Lake Abenaki, Pike Point. I had a few other houses, Saratoga Springs, several others and that I rented long term, but mm-hmm. nothing you know, really nice, like Pike Point. They were more older houses, you know, not a couple of them were nice. But anyways, so around 2000 and late 2011, and we'll talk about this at another forum, but this is how I got started. Stockbroker, who was a good friend of mine in Florida, stole $200,000 from me. It was wow. brutal because I had just bought this place for almost 600000 and I'm not wealthy. You know, I, I had some other houses. My money is always pretty much for the last 15 years been in the houses. And uh, so when this guy emptied out my account and the police wouldn't do anything, nobody would do anything. So I figured I might have to sell this place. You know, I didn't have a lot of cash after that. But my friend, Jim Blanchard, who's still a close friend, who was as a realtor and still is a realtor in the Adirondacks, sold me the house. And he he knew the kid too. And anyways, you know, he mentioned, you know, that I could rent it out, you know, for pretty good money during the week in the summer. He said, I wouldn't go more than 2000 a week though. Now I'm getting 4,200, but, but he, but I started off at 2,500 and, uh, I didn't even book up every week, but I, I didn't list it, you know, till that spring, whatever. And, and uh, I think I did about 30,000 the first year. Now that place does over 60 every year. Not much more I can do really. It's kind of, it's a limited season and I don't really push the whole year. So, but anyway, that's how I got in it. You know, Jim said, you know, you can do this. And I looked at some of the companies. And honestly, and this is a fact, and I'm an old guy, but 
I never even heard of a vacation rental. I've traveled a lot. I was in the retail business. I've always stayed in hotels, Las Vegas, casinos, whatever. Never even knew you could rent. Honestly, I never even knew the industry existed. Even up in the Adirondacks, and it's pretty common, I guess. But I never, it just didn't cross my mind. I live in a pretty shallow, you know, small world. And I didn't know the, I didn't know you could rent someone's house. And he told me about it. So I, I, and there's a local site, Adirondack by owner, which I just listed on there at first. And, uh, you know, I got, like I said, several bookings for 2,500 bucks. I said, that's a lot of damn money for a week, you know? And, uh, so I would just go rent someplace else for 500 a week and fish all summer. Actually the place I'm at now is I'm renting for about that. And I've, you know, I've stayed different places. My summers are not really planned until one year at a time, but, uh, this year I've just been kind of relaxing with my dog and, and this little cabin in Johnsburg is 25 minutes from Lake Abenaki. So every Saturday I go work for five hours cleaning toilets and doing laundry and that's it. And it's, that's the thing about this business. It's so easy. I mean, literally I, I work those hours on Saturdays in the summer. And as far as the booking and all that, it's so simple, you know, and again, a lot of that goes to what I know you want to talk about the booking direct and I can't tell people what to do or what's going to work for them. But which, and again, going back to say no group, I mean, I love it, but it's, it's disheartening. I mean, all the issues that people have, I don't have those problems. I, I don't have any issues getting paid. I don't have any worries about reviews I, I, I quality of guests. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, everybody's going to have a bad guest occasionally, but you know, I book direct. I, you can find anybody, even a pretty common name. Just, you know, where you know, I, I have their phone number. I know where they live. I Google them. I find them on Google. I find them on Facebook. And another thing is, you know, even though our properties aren't high end, we're really pretty high priced. And uh, we attract a, a quality, a, a good quality of guests. It's basically families. It's 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 ninety percent families. I do get a group of adults now and then, but it's it's families that want to come up for the summer and kayak and go hiking and and with and, and another thing that again certainly not for everybody, but I'm dog friendly, and I think that's a big deal because the the combination of having a really nice place, again not high end, not super expensive, but really nice, nice and clean, made to be a vacation rental, no personal stuff, just nice clean stuff, nice quality place. That's dog friendly that's hard to find and that's where our, our niche is even on our little lake and our, our town is not really even a destination yeah the adirondacks are a destination but people are looking at this large park that i don't even know how many million square whatever miles it is but uh you know most places people want to go to this particular town and then they find a, pl a house in that town in my in our case people want to come to the adirondacks and they come to my town because of my places because they're nice and i take dogs i mean this little town is not there's no tourism here one of the main questions i get, I get asked you know you know how busy is it it's i mean even on the fourth of july you could stay at one of my places you might see a few kayakers all week or what i mean it could get a little a few people even at the same time but it's super quiet but yet i know if i had 10 places here i could book them up for the summer because the demand far exceeds the supply i mean there's just they're, they're not out there you 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 want to take your dog and your family to a nice place on vacation they're not there i think our so i think that's the biggest reason of our success is that it's just a niche i mean the, the quality and dog friendly that combination is what really is the main thing for us that's number one so how have you got on this year what's what's the, the covid year been like for you it, it hasn't really been an issue. Our, our season is basically mid-June to mid-October. You know, it's basically four months and then almost really shut down the rest of the year. We do a little bit of holiday, a little bit of winter, but it's basically solid every every day for four months at a high rate and then shut down. So when this thing came up, I was actually on vacation in Mississippi fishing. And uh, right when it kind of started, I headed down there mid-March, came back middle of April. And when I got back to the town, you know, the locals were all panic city. You know, they didn't even, I don't, you know, you've heard this conversation, but everything... Within a month or so, everything pretty much calmed down by the middle of May. So I, I had to, I had to uh, cancel 
I had to cancel a booking or two. And I think one person canceled on me that was coming in June. But basically, I didn't really miss a beat. I started just a little bit later instead of having, you know, like a Memorial Day business and a little bit of early June business. But basically from June 13th until the middle of October, I'm booked basically 100 percent, you know, 100 percent from mid-June to mid-September. And then there's, you know, a few days, but not much. I mean, it's basically solid. So, no, I, I don't I don't get cancellations. You right. know? So so you mentioned you had you were talking about Pikes Point, but you that's not the only property you have. Yeah, Pike Point. That's uh, like I said. I was living there. The guy stole the money. I I, I needed to. I, I felt like I either had to sell it or, or or do something. You know, it wasn't desperate desperate times, but uh, you know, it was a lot of cash all at once. I didn't have a lot of cash. My money was in my houses. I had, a, you know, like I said, the long term rentals, half a dozen of them, and uh, so I, I just it it went pretty well. But again, it was no big deal. I think it was about thirty thousand the first year, you know, and then I built it up. It, but it was enough, so I was fine. Once I was even getting that, it was enough to where I definitely wanted to keep the place, you know. And I was living there eight months out of the year or nine and renting it. So I was listed only on Adirondack by owner, a local site. People use it up there, and uh, it worked fine. So and what, then, what, uh, like the, the second other, year, go ahead. Sorry, the other properties you got. Yeah, yeah, I'll get to that. So anyway, so I listed on VRBO just to you know try to expand the business a little bit for the one property. And then I had that for about a year and I got about half my bookings from them, half from ADK by owner. But then when VRBO, whatever year it was, 2016, 15, whatever, they started changing things and they wanted that they didn't want me unless they could control the money. And I, that's an absolute no deal for me. No way. I mean, I, the, I only work, people send me checks. And I get paid 60 days in advance and there's no other way I can do business. So I just canceled immediately when they wouldn't do it the way they were doing it anymore, which, you know, a lot of people have conformed. A lot of people didn't, whatever, but that wouldn't work for me. No way. So I was down back to just ADK by owner, which was fine. But then, you know, after that, I, I found out about that say no group and I started talking and I met Alan Egan and then I him hauled around for probably six months. And I, I, again, I don't know anything about computers. I don't know anything about websites. I, you know, I don't, honestly, I know nothing. So I didn't really even know what I was getting into, but Alan said, you know, he could. So he actually built mine. He, I didn't take the courses. He, he built mine. It was, you know, it was, it was basic. It, I, you know, I didn't spend thousand dollars. He, he did a very inexpensive job, made me like a 10 page website that had. But it was it, it got the point across to me what we were doing. Then I just took it from there and one page at a time. You know, first I sent him a bunch of notes. And so and, and, and then it just was better to have someone local. So we built the thing up. And, and as soon as I had that website and I started seeing what that was doing, that's uh, well, the second property, honestly, was kind of by mistake. I wasn't even looking to expand at that point, Heather. OK, yeah, I wasn't, I, I wasn't looking to expand. I had this website, but my uh, my brother who lives in Atlanta, his son, my nephew, Chad, had been coming up to see me for years and he loved the area. So he wanted to kind of move into the Adirondacks. So and he liked what I was doing. So him and his dad agreed to do a deal where they would buy a place and he would do what I was doing, you know, live there most of the year and rent it out. And he was pretty wide open to where it could be in the Adirondacks. So that one summer we were up at Saranac Lake while my places were rented. And we were just looking through all the, all the you know real estate magazines, trying to find Chad a place to buy, Bill and Chad a place to buy. And they ended up buying the place in, in Lake Placid, which worked out great for them. But during that process, I kept seeing this beach property right in my town. And I said, Chad, the, the, that's the best one there is. That, that's the best one, you know? And uh, so, so after they bought Lake Placid, I ended up, you know, buying the beach place with some help from my brother, which we're all square now. I don't have any debt. I'm debt free. But I had. To, but at that point, I didn't have a lot of cash still from the theft and everything. I wasn't really in the, you know, and I hadn't sold any houses yet, which I've done now to buy the other ones. But anyway, so I bought Beach Point and it, and the, it was a it was an existing business and uh, they were getting like sixteen fifty a week. And I get thirty two hundred a week. I basically doubled the rent. All I did was I didn't spend. I put new furniture in there, just like I was talking about, you know, wood, leather, Tiffany lamps, rugs. 
and I uh, added the kayaks and and you know the paddle boards and all that stuff, and uh, included firewood, included toilet paper, included everything. And and they had a lot of regulars that that didn't. I was twenty five hundred the first year, so it wasn't a major shock to them. But then I realized it was booking up so fast. So now it's and then the third one was really by far the best one, Heather, because actually when I bought the beach place. It's on like two and a half acres and it's got a ton of waterfront and it's pretty wooded. So I actually was able to build Osprey Point on the same property. So it's basically, it's like a $150,000 lot for free. And, and amazingly, after I build Osprey, it takes nothing away from Beach because Beach is, is, is private in its own right. And, uh, and where Osprey is, you don't even see it because it was just wasted land. It was all just wooded. So Osprey was by far the best because I built it. So it costs, you know, very little. And the land was basically free because it was with Beach Point. So those two combined are really successful because I only paid like 334000 for the beach property and, and everything. And that does over 50000 a year. And then the, the lot for Osprey, I was able to build that house for less than 300000 You know, so I've got like six fifty in it and that's 120000 a year in rent. Easy. And not a lot of taxes and, and very clean operations. So those two cost me about the same as Pike, but it's really twice the business. So, I mean, it's really good there just because, you know, they were they were bought and built to be a vacation rental. Pike Point, you know, I bought and paid a premium and it was it's my house. You know, I, was, I bought it for me. I didn't buy it as a business. So, yeah, Osprey, this used to just be all wooded. What you're seeing there, that that was just all completely wooded. And so these pictures, are, some of these pictures are when we really hadn't completely finished yet. But they're, but that's what's on the website. Again, I need to update. I was just looking at. Some of the I mean, they're, they're fine, but they're just that's kind of. In fact, look at those bedrooms. You can see the trim's not even up in the bedrooms yet because he was still. This is like last September. I'm trying to get it listed, and he, so we're taking pictures, putting in furniture while he's putting down trim. And <laughs> well, I, I've uh, just just for the benefit of those who are just listening to the audio. Uh, on the uh, on the video of of this interview, I have the uh, I'm scrolling through the uh, the pictures of Osprey Point and 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 the website itself. So so for those of you who are on audio, I really encourage you at the end of this to go to the show notes and take a look at Vacation Adirondacks. I just want to talk to Steve briefly about because he was telling me before we started uh, recording about how he furnishes the property and each one is furnished in a very similar way and he has some standards and there very are some basic, yeah. does not compromise on. So, so just, just tell me that again, what your process is for furnishing a place. Oh, I'm an interior design expert. I didn't tell you that. No, no, it's very <laughs> simple. We basically, we start, I mean, we're, we're in the Adirondack. So we start everything inside is wood. You know, I'm talking about the floor, the walls, all the furniture. Everything is wood, except the seating is leather. The chairs around the dining room are leather. The chairs are leather. The couches are leather. So everything is wood, except for the seating is leather. And then we just use nice rugs, Tiffany lamps. And that's it. And that's, that's a very simple formula. Basically, nice rugs, Tiffany lamps, leather, and wood. That's it. And then no knickknacks. You know, no knickknacks. Yeah. Yes. And you, some of these pictures are excruciate, excruciatingly old, but that's my fault. Like I said, as good as our website is, they can always be improved. And I, I'm my biggest critic. And I, I know, but I, again, I just we, we don't we don't update it daily. But these pictures, yeah. the, that bed was that that's Pike Point's main bedroom. That see that little blue chair in the corner is a leather chair. That bed is brand new. Those it's that's all you know, much nicer now. But the, but they're right. still representative. I mean, if they were critical, I'd change them. But but boy, those pictures are old. I need to get to work on that. But they, they, it certainly looks. I mean, I, I can see exactly your point about yeah. the, you know having the basics. It's all wood. 
it's leather and the Tiffany lamps, it's it's what people perhaps people might love that. And people and it's no big deal. And you can I mean these aren't real Tiffany lamps. These are you know Tiffany no. lamps that cost maybe you know between one hundred and seventy five dollars, maybe three hundred bucks for the most expensive one. And that's not a ton of money when you think about what that does to your house. I mean you, you know a thirty nine dollar lamp. I mean. You know, I mean, come on. I mean, if I had, this is a whole different thing. If I, if I put this lamp, if I put this lamp in that house, I'd have to lower my rent 500 bucks just for that. I mean, I, I kid around that those Tiffany lamps bring me 500 bucks a week. That's an interesting point. And I, yeah, it's a, it's a little thing. Yeah, there's some cost there, but it, it just changes. Look, and look at those pictures. It just, the Tiffany lamps look yeah. beautiful. I don't care. That's our look. And maybe yeah. people don't like that, whatever, but I can't stand cheap lamps. I can't stand, and I'm not wealthy, but I can't stand cheap, ugly lamps. It's a vacation rental. You want to make it nice. You know, like I said, these are not million dollar properties. None of the none of these these properties are the beach point, like I said, was three hundred and something thousand dollars. Pike Point was less than six hundred thousand dollars. And the other one was in. So I've got a million and a half in three places. We're not talking high end luxury resort places here. They're they're just nice properties. They're nice properties. That's pretty common. Yeah, there's people that have places that cost less, people that have places that cost way more. But you can have a nice looking place, even if it's a hundred thousand dollar house, you can put Tiffany lamps in there and make it look way better. That's just again, that's just me. I'm not I don't work for Tiffany. Um, well, it's, it you know it really is. It, it depends where your location is because you know if you were yeah. in a beachfront location yeah, in, in banks, you're going to you're going to have a different type of of decor. But that's but another I, thing that surprisingly now, if you look at every all, all my competition and everybody that lives here, all they have in their houses bear, moose, loons, then more bear, then more moose, and then more loons, and then you go into the kitchen and there's bear and moose and loon, the bathroom bear, moose, loon. I absolutely forbid. That the basically look through those pictures and you see if you can find it. There's no, there's no pictures. There's no blankets. There's no pillows. There's no. Now I do have some nice mugs that that my customers love. That you might be able to see them. There's like a moose and a bear mug. It's like a set of six, real nice. That's it. <laughs> there's nothing. And again, that's just me. Uh, and most people, that's like the guy must be nuts. But uh, people love it. They keep coming back. And then I don't have. And I, I mean, they can see the bears outside. They can go, you know, see the moose and the loons. They can hear the loons. So I just don't think all that needs to be brought into the house. I mean, when people come into my house, they know they're in the Adirondacks. They, they, they know that. I don't have to remind them in every room with a freaking moose and a bear and a loon. I mean, that's just my <laughs> opinion. I, I, that's that's outside. That's outside. Enough is enough. It's beautiful. I love it. But that's outside. You don't have to bring all that stuff inside. Just my opinion. You know where I am up here in in Ontario. I mean, we're yeah. just over the lake. We were exactly the same. You know, <laughs> it, it's cottages on lakes, and, and everybody has the same stuff inside. Bears oh, snowshoes. Every house has these snow, these ugly, like the, I don't know. Is that like did someone wear that, or is it actually made for decor? I mean, these like these wood things with strings on them. Not, every house has these snowshoes in them. What is the point with the snowshoes? <laughs> <laughs> hey Steve, we sort of talked about the website and how Alan built it for you. But what one of the things that has got me mentioning the website on so many presentations that I've done has been the content that you put on it. And you know, I've I've talked a lot in many of these episodes about using video. You are prolific in <laughs> in the video that you upload to your website. If anybody goes to look at Pike Point or at Vacation Adirondacks and we'll see the homepage and you see the nav bar at the top, which has, it's, it's a, it's pretty standard for the websites that Alan Egan does and they're pretty right. effective. So you've got properties, you've got galleries, you've got the top 10 lists. He's very strong on these top 10 lists, but 
I wanted to just pinpoint this one, which is activities, because when I was exploring your website. That's what that's what I, Google loves. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. The pages that people don't really go to a lot, but Google loves them. Like that, we got a whole page about hiking, all kind of videos, everything about hiking in the area. So those pages are, are very important. They're, they're, they take a little time to put together. Just gather the information and, and just, I mean, each website, I mean, you can have a one page website. I don't even know what do we got about 30 pages on our website. There's one for each property, one for each gallery, uh, those activities, yada, yada, yada. So each page is an entity in itself to, to Google, right? I mean, they so that hiking page, there that's a lot of information. So that ranks. Again, how that works, talk to Egan, talk to an expert. I don't know how, but I can tell you these are the pages that Google likes. These are the pages sure. that, you know, and uh, that, that hiking page in itself, that's a lot of work, but it's worth it. There's a bunch of videos in there. There's information. It's just, and it's a nice looking page. If you, if you click that hiking page, you know, you'll see my dog on the top of Snowy Mountain. Beautiful picture. Well, I was looking at the one, the fishing, the fishing lake. Abenaki, yeah. Yep. So I just idly just thought, you know, how is this ranking in Google? Because this is probably something that people will search for. You know, oh, I want to, I want to go fishing in Lake Lake Abenaki, and this is what I found that you rank number one for that uh, term, fishing Lake Abenaki, yep. and for for some of the others, you rank really, really yep. highly. Again, uh, that, that all goes back to Alan Egan. I, I wish I could explain more how that works, but uh, those pages, even though they're not visited heavily, you know, people are looking at the property pages, they're looking at the calendar and rates, but these pages rank and Google loves them. I don't know why. It says all that information. I, again, I wish I knew more, but I'm not, not a real smart guy. I just do my little things, but Google loves our website. There's no doubt. And our website is very high quality. And, and so that's, you know, yeah. Uh, well, it, well, it is. It is. And but, but you make a really, really good point. And so often I hear from people who say, I want to build my own website. I know nothing about WordPress. I don't know how to put it together. I don't know what to do. You're you're completely upfront. Say so you know nothing about nothing. WordPress. <laughs> Only I can do, I can change the calendar. Matt gave me a link to where I can go in and, and block out the, or unblock the calendar, but I can't do anything else. I can't change a word. I can't change a picture. I, I don't, I don't even have access to the codes. I just got the access to the calendar. <laughs> so Matt, is your local WordPress guy? Yeah, right? yeah. I've known him, him a long time. Young guy. I've known him for God, twenty five years, I guess, since he was a little boy. But uh, he does that for a living in Saratoga Springs, which is you know forty five minutes or an hour from me, whatever. So we'll get together once or twice a year, and he's he. I, I you know, I, we're totally opposite. He stays up till four in the morning, and I go to bed at like seven or eight, and I'm up at like this morning. I was up at two o'clock, you know, and, but and I went to bed at seven. So we're opposite, but I'll stay up a little bit later than normal. And then, uh, you know, and I'll just keep looking at it and making notes. And then anything I write down, you know, he can do, you know, I mean, he, he does it for a living. He, he knows it. So if I say, you know, obviously it's simple things like change this picture or, or even build a new page. We got a new property from my brother just bought Fern Point. So and it's that, that page has got a lot of work to do. It's ugly, but it's out there. But we got work to do. We need some new pictures. And uh, but he but he can make a page. You know, he knows, you know, he, so he knows exactly what to do. I mean, I know zero about it. But like I said, I can look, but I can Google and find stuff that would look cool on the site or have thoughts about, oh, we need to cover this area. So all that, everything, I try to cover everything. You know, it's been a process, but that's the beautiful thing about a website. You don't have to make a website and then be done with it. You make a sh shitty website, just get a website out there and then start improving it page by page, start improving it and then improve it again. And because you can always improve it. I mean, our website sucks compared to where it could be, but I still haven't seen anything as nice as it. So, you know, I still think we have the best one out there, but it needs work. I need to widen that gap. You know, in fact, a lot of this, again, I don't want to put names, but back to the say no group right after Egan made my website, I was, I loved it. This is great. I didn't know anything about it. And then like a month later, this clown 
come up in the Adirondacks, puts out, oh, I made this website. What say you? It's the freaking the same thing. He basically, I mean, he was in the Adirondacks, so he had the same videos. I mean, it was like 90% like mine. Oh, he got chastised on. I was pissed. But uh, so anyways, but what that did, that, that, that set a fire on me. When I, once I saw that in, in, in my website and his website, we're about the same. But we've changed that. His website is still what it was. And now it looks nothing like mine because all we've done is improve it. So I, I just, once I saw what he did, I said, okay, well, we'll just make ours better. And we'll make it. And then once I did that, I said, oh, we can make it even better. So honestly, that's what keep me because I would have probably been pretty happy with Egan's website the way it was and not really thought about. It. But when that guy copied my website, I, I got pissed. I, I got yeah. pissed and I went to work and I went to work and I made a bunch of notes on every single page. And we just made every page better. Uh, as I'm as I was exploring through the website and you've got so much content in there yeah. and basically go, you know, just go back to the to the home, your home page it says explore the Adirondacks, and the first thing you see is what to see and do in the Adirondack Park. You're not jumping in there and saying, yeah. "Look at my problem." Yeah, that's all that's Alan Egan. Yep, that, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's 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 Alan Egan. Yeah, it's Alan's thing. He's he, he's always his mantra is people don't go on vacation rental; they right. go on vacation. So let's tell them what they can do while they're on vacation and where they can stay is secondary. And plus it just gives your website so much credibility and there's so many benefits to it. Obviously the Google benefit is huge. And then the benefit for the guests to be able to just go to your website. Someone says, well, what are hikes in the neighborhood? I just send them, email them a link to the hiking page or, or where, where can we do this? What's what, what, yeah. what restaurants are in town? I send them a link to that. So, yeah, but yeah, there's so many reasons to have that stuff on there. I mean, it's great for the guests. Google absolutely loves it. And it just, it, it gives your website so much more quality and so much more substance and, and so much more credibility. If you're just showing a, a little house and some of these old websites that, you know, the website takes up like half the page. What's up with that? What is, when was that, the 80s? You know, when the whole website and then they got all this empty space on both sides. I don't understand that. But anyways, you know, make, make each page look good. And the more information, the better. There's no, not, there's no reason to stop at anything. And like I said, ours could be way, way better than it is. And that's a fact. It's beautiful. And we put a lot of money and a lot of time into it, a lot. But it still could be way better. There could be a lot more information. You know, every page has upside. Yeah. And, and we're going to work on it again. But it's, but I'm very, that website, I'm proud of it. It works. It works. We get, a, I get inquiries daily. So, so where do you find all the videos? You just, well, just Google. Yeah. I just Google. I mean, I just Google everything. I just, just Google Adirondacks, Google, like I'm in Indian Lake, Google Indian Lake, Google Lake Abnag, anything I can find related to this area or the Adirondacks, anything, you know, any, any good picture or any good piece of information. It's just, you know, again, I mean, like Alan started with like the top 10 list. That's a good place to start because top 10, then I went from there to make the individual pages. You know, obviously you got the winter stuff is part of that top 10, you know, the skiing and stuff and the ice fishing and hiking is a big part of that. And kayaking is a big part of that. And even like, you know, the museums and stuff we include and we have links to anybody, you know, I, I, I'll link anybody, you know, the, the local chamber, the local ski expert. We got links, links like crazy and anything that we have on our website. I, I get people ask me, the lady that runs a, like a little steamboat company in Blue Mountain Lake where they take out dinner cruises and stuff. You know, she, you know, she, she, she got in touch with me. She said, can you please put my cruise thing on your website? And I said, sure. You know, it's, it's, I mean, anything I want to include anything. I mean, even like we got like stupid stuff Like go to the local. I mean, there's not much here. So if you go to our local, local information, I think it's called our local info page. I mean, we got Stewart's on there. We got top grocery. I mean, the dentist. I mean, I mean, there's, there's not much here. So we just anybody can have a link. To, you know, I don't mind. You know, why not? It's, again, all that does is just help the rank, help the Google. And yeah, it takes a little bit of time. 
And does but that bring, does that bring you the backlinks? People coming into the site as well from theirs. I mean, I assume that's you know to me it's more just just having a complete website, and then that's and yeah. that's going to do the trick in itself. If you have everything in there, Google's going to love it. People are going to love it. So I'm not sure I'm necessarily oh this is helping me more. This has helped me. It's just just have all that information. You know, I don't ask anybody to put my uh, a link to my website on theirs. I don't care. I'm just trying to make the best website for the Adirondacks and specifically you know for our properties. It's a business. Yeah. And and really go it just just goes back to to Alan's philosophy about it's locating. all about Alan's philosophy. That's the whole thing. And not, we didn't change anything. We we improved every page and we put a lot more information and a lot more and we did a lot and added a lot of pages. But it's all based on the exact same concept that we started with. It's a destination based website. That's what Google loves and that's what we focus on. And then obviously if we add a new property, we can't leave it out. We got to put it on there. But th- but but the, the focus is on the Adirondacks. Yeah. And, you know, and it, yeah. it is so effective. It, it really is. And, you know, I keep coming back to the video because I'm, I'm creating yeah. uh, a new website for our company at the moment. So oh, you great. Know, we manage 160 properties. We actually have still that original website which has the the narrow oh no <laughs> which i've been no, saying i see all kinds and there's a lot of there's a lot of nice ones out there too i've looked at a lot of websites just because i became fascinated with them after meeting alan and working on ours so much i've become fascinated with them so it's easy for me to be critical because most people aren't going to put the time you know and it's not even so much the money but the time it takes a lot of time to just dig up all that information and and, and then to have somebody enter all that stuff in there it doesn't happen overnight you know Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, it comes, but again, it's not ridiculous either. We're not talking about, you know, a year long project or tens of thousands of dollars, but, you know, a couple thousand bucks and a long weekend will go a long way to improving 99% of the websites that I see out there. Long way. Yeah. Just yeah. a little bit of money and, and just some time. Just get more information on those sites and make them look better. You know, improve the pictures. That's, I need to, obviously, I've got some old pictures. Well, your pictures look great as they are. So, yeah, I, yeah. You know, improvement. And people are booking. So so what's your occupancy rate? Well, basically, during our season, it's it's 100%. But, you know, our season is pretty short. We basically mid-June to mid-October, and that's pretty much it. I mean, we do, you know, late October. It's pretty much winter, you know. And we do a little bit of holiday business, and then we do a little bit of winter business because – and now, like, Placid Point, that's totally different. He's busy all year. But talking about my three places on Lake Abenaki, it's about 25 miles to Gore Mountains. So we do get some skiers and we get some ice fishermen, but I don't really even really, like I said, push the winter business necessarily. So, we, you know, you could change the website and make it all winter focused. Like right now, that's what Alan's, you know, early on suggested. Right now, our slider should be all about winter because that's what people are going to be booking. Now we're already booked the rest of the year. And he's right. But again, I'm I'm pretty comfortable just, you know, but we're, we're a summer, you know, we're a summer town. Yeah. You know, so where where do you advertise now? Just just your local listing site? Just the website. Yeah, I mean, my, my website is, is where all the bookings come from. I still list on Adirondack by owner because it's so cheap, but they basically send people to my website or we get some inquiries direct from them too, but it's it's basically the website. I mean, it's the, the website is it, you know, and they find the website. There's a company called Adirondack.net, which is a, a, a big website company that basically has everything Adirondacks. They're not really that big time into uh, the vacation rental listings. They've got a lodging page and they've got, you know, but you like you can go to them and, and look at them and they've got like uh, 10 people that are paying the premium to get on the top shelf. And five of those are ours, you know, because I, I made a deal with them for, you know, to keep them all listed on there. I, I don't need to, but they send a lot of traffic to our website. They really do. Adirondack.net. That's basically Adirondack.net is our leading you know, where we get the most, uh, what do you call referrals come from? And then Google is number two, but basically those that that's most of them are just Google and from them, you know, and then I don't do a lot. I could get more on Facebook. I don't do anything with Instagram, not, not saying I'm not criticizing them, but I just, again, it's um, a little bit of a luxury that I'm in is that, you know, my summer's booked a year in advance. I'm already booked for next summer. I don't really have to do anything for the next year and I'm going to have a good year. I don't have to do anything. 
you know, mm-hmm. but yet I'm still looking at buying some new curtains. I'm you know, a little bit of upgrade. I always try to make the places a little bit better every year without spending a ton. But, but, uh, but no, I don't, you know, I, I don't really advertise at all. I, I pay Adirondack.net a little bit and then I pay Adirondack by owner a little bit and that's it. There's nobody else. I, I don't, obviously none of the listing sites, none of them. Wonderful. <laughs> so, and it works. I mean, people, people find the website, but again, the, the, again, you know, we're talking about that's that's the most important thing. I believe that if you really want to be independent, and you really want to get away from the OTAs. You can't do it unless you got a great website. So, and, and you can't have a great website and for two hundred dollars or GoDaddy five minute deal. And again, I'm, but uh, uh, any website is better than no website. So again, I'm not trying to be critical, but I'm just saying if you want to be hundred percent direct and truly get away, I believe that having a very high quality website is the key component to that, the most important thing. And it's not impossible. I did it. I don't know anything about any, anything. Just gather information, build a website, improve it, improve it. That, that's that, the most important thing. I mean, that, if you want to go direct, that's what that's where it's at. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't see any other way. I think that's a great message, Steve. It really is, because I, I hear so so much from people saying, I, I, I just don't know how to get this started. So number yeah. one, find somebody to build that base site. Well, that's the problem. You got, first of all, 90% of the people or whatever the number is, 50% of the people don't even want to get over that first hump. And then when they do, that that's where you lose another 95% of them. They take that first step. Alan made him a website and then they haven't touched it since. And that's yeah. fine that they, they can refer it to people. There's information on there. They might get a booking or two, but until you make a really high quality website, it's not going to be the, the, the numbers that, and again, I don't know how that works, but, but people find my website on Google daily and it's not because of any black magic or any secret tricks. It's just a lot of information, a lot of quality. And then it just snowballs. It just snowballs, you know, get, get all that information. It's like, you know, like, uh, Egan says, you know, you want to be like an encyclopedia for the area. That's the way I look at it. I mean, that, that wildlife page, we didn't start off with a wildlife page, but I love animals. So, and then it started off with just the main ones, the loon, the bear, the moose. Now I've got red, red fox, gray fox, you know, this and that. And it, I love that page. Nobody ever goes there. But if they do, it's from Google. You know, that's where they go because they find that page and then they get to my website. So that's, you know. So, yeah, when you, when you say nobody ever goes to that page, they actually, basically, they've they found you because they've they've used the keywords that has got whatever it is. Yeah. They, cause that, cause I get, I get, I get traffic directly from that page from the wildlife page, but once, but the people that are on the page, you know, looking around, they don't go to that page, you know, but they yeah. find me, but they find me by that page, you know, same thing with the winter sports. You know, I don't, if that winter sports must rank high, I, I don't know, but people come on that fishing page, the winter sports page, the hiking page, the wildlife pages. Those are the pages that, that, that uh, Google, you know, gives me that extra, that extra big, large audience from, and it, and it moves the whole thing up the whole, you know, the whole website up the rankings. Yeah. I, well, you know, I, it, it, anybody could go and, and look at your site and then just, just yeah. try it out, pick out a right. few titles, put them into Google and you'll see that site coming way, way up. up. And it just takes yeah. a little bit of time and a little bit of money. You just got to, you got to start with the website and then just make it better. And just, and it takes time. I mean, I, you know, we, I mean, I, I was after our website was out there a year, even after the first round of improvements, I was still getting like, you know, 15 visitors a day. It wasn't really much. And then it got to 30 or 40. And then, you know, last year we were running about 50 a day. You know, now it's over a hundred a day, which is still not huge, but for just one small company, that's a lot of, that's a lot of people looking at, at it and they're quality people. They spend over two minutes. The average person is on our website over two minutes, which is incredible. Yeah, well, you've done, you've done a lot of pages. You've done a great job. And and I think, you know, I, I had the question for you, which was for somebody who wants to book directly, book guests directly on their site, what are the top three tips you'd give them? I think you've probably given those tips. 
I mean, I, I'm putting words into your mouth now. You may have. No, no, some. yeah, no, exactly. You know, wh- wh- why book direct? Well, for me, because I, again, going back to say no to VR, because I can't stand with uh, having someone else have my money. I can't stand, I can't deal with not knowing who the guest is. So the reasons to book direct, because you take 95% of the problems out of the business. I guess that's a pretty good reason. So that's that's the reason. Now, how to book direct, get a website. Why to book direct? Because you don't have any problems. All the problems are gone. You, you, you always get paid 60 days in advance so they don't come near your house. 60 days in advance. You get to screen the guests. You can check them out. I mean, again, I, I'm pretty lucky. People that are looking for my places are families with dogs that don't mind spending three or $4,000 for a week. So that takes a lot of the trouble out of it anyways. My places were $75 a night. I, I'd be probably you know, chasing more people away from my properties. I understand that. And, not, and again, not that we're high end. I mean, you know, my competition is basically half what I am, but they don't have the kayaks. They don't have the quality of sheets. They don't provide 10 rolls of toilet paper. They provide none or whatever. All those things, dog friendly, dog friendly. Like I said, Tiffany lamps are worth 500 bucks a week. Dogs are worth at least 500 bucks a week. So right right there, I mean, that's, you know, that's a lot of my, you know, and, and that's important. So yeah, uh, why book direct? So you can get paid. So you can screen your guests. You don't, and you don't have to worry about reviews. Again, drives me nuts. Oh, I'm going to get knocked down from a 4.9 to a 4.8. Well, I haven't had a review in five years. Look at my website. I, I don't know when the last one was on there. 2018, 17. I don't know. My nephew might have something newer. My, I don't have reviews. People don't even look at reviews. Again, in my case, uh, maybe on Airbnb and VRBO, that's critical. On my website, they want to know how freaking much, if it's available and how much the rent is. And that's all. They don't care about the reviews. They don't. So quality guests, no review worries. Screen your guests, part of quality guests. Get paid. That's it. Why book direct? Less problems. Way less problems. Okay. Another question about connecting with your guests because you have a lot of repeat guests. What do you do yep. after this? What do you do after their stay? How how do you keep them interested and get them coming back to you? Well, honestly, that's pretty easy. I really don't do anything. I pretty much take the approach. I leave them alone. You know, I leave a little note if it's a new guest just to tell them to let me know they arrived and everything's okay. And I love getting those notes saying, oh, everything's beautiful. But my regular guests, I most of the time I don't even see them. You know, they know the routine. Uh, I don't talk to them during the year. I have a few that I've talked to maybe a little bit, become a little bit of friends, but not really. They basically, when that they come and then when their week is up, they book for the, they lock in the week for the next year. And then I'll send all the contracts out in middle of next month. And I, like I said, I've already got 28 weeks booked, 24 repeats. And I won't talk to any of those people. I'll send the contracts to them in September and you know, they'll send them back. I require like a $500 partial rental. I don't even charge a deposit, even new customers. I mean, unless I'm a little worried, maybe, but I think I charge two deposits this year out of all my guests at all the places. Again, it's just, I'm a kind of a risk taker. I'm not saying I recommend that for people. There's a lot to be said about, well, if they got a, you know, a skin in the game, I understand that. But for me, it's, I'm charging enough anyways. I basically, I basically am keeping the deposit the way I look at it because I could be charging at beach point 2,500, but I charge 3,200. And so I'm basically just keeping the deposit. I'm keeping enough to, it's, it's and I just don't have any problems. So I just don't. And then I don't have to worry about sending them that money back, you know, yada, yada, yada. So I just I, I basically just say we we trust our guests. Uh, no deposit. Let us know if you see anything broken when you check in. Thank, thank you very much. And then we charge them a, just a five hundred dollar partial rental. And then the rest because they book a year in advance. So I'll have five hundred bucks for a year, which I'm not even comfortable having the money that long. But I got to have something because I got the dates blocked all year. So I take five hundred bucks. I block the calendar and then 60 days before the rental is due. They send me a check for the. 3000 balance or whatever. And, and that's it. It's a very simple process. I mean, I basically leave them alone while they're there. I leave them alone. And during the year, I leave them alone. I don't send out, I don't send out mass emails ever. I I don't have any reason to check into them. I don't send gifts. You know, we don't, you know, some of them I'm friendly with. And, but one thing that I will say that I see again, a lot, I go back to that say no group a lot because I really love Annie and that group, you know, and I try to keep my mouth shut because I can get in trouble. I mean, but, uh, 
it's just the way people treat some of their guests. I mean, number one for me, I treat my guests with respect. I assume that every one of my guests is a lot smarter, whether they're smarter, wealthier, whatever, more, they got less problems than I got. I just, I respect them. I'm thankful for them. I, I love them. If I got a bet, now I keep a DNR list. I can turn on somebody pretty quick if I get screwed, but it happens so rarely. But I basically start off with complete trust, have a great time, you know, and, uh, and I trust them with my house. I don't charge an extra deposit for dogs. I don't charge a deposit at all. You know, and uh, and I don't have rules. That's another thing. We can get into some of the things that I do that are different that most people might not agree with. But I mean, I mean, people I've checked into places and they've got a binder full of stuff. And that's fine. I understand people want to protect themselves. But I'm just I'm not a worrier. You get into my place. There's one little sheet says, uh, welcome to Osprey Point. The Internet is so and so. If you have any problems, email me or if you have any questions, email me at so and so. And then have a great week. That's it. There's no rules. No Dog can't go on the furniture. Bullshit. Dogs can go wherever they want. If something happens, we'll deal with it. Dogs have to be uh, supervised at all times. Dogs have to be in a cage. Dogs this, dog that. And, and then the little stickers all over the house. This is a clock. Do not change the hour to the Eastern time. Or, you know, and the, this is a microwave. Press. I mean, there's none of that. You won't find any little stickies, no notes, no rules. I do have that one little sheet. Just give them the internet password and tell them to have a good time. And that's it. No cameras. I don't believe in cameras. That's a big sticking point. A lot of people think I'm nuts. And I understand that if you're in a place where there's a lot of crime. But I mean, my places, I got those nice places, $500,000 a piece average. I go to Mississippi for two months. I don't lock the doors. Nobody's ever gone in and stole my Tiffany lamps. It just hasn't happened. I've never had anybody steal anything and I don't lock them. Maybe I'll have to sometime. Maybe I'm just lucky. But I just, you know, people, one of the things they ask me, well, how do we get access to the house? I always just tell them the house will be unlocked when you arrive and the key will be on the kitchen island. And that's so no cameras, no lock in the door, no reviews. I only take checks. I don't charge a deposit. My rental agreement is a half a page. It's, you know, it's got a little disclaimer to protect me and it's got the dates and the rates and the check-in time and the checkout time and a place to sign. It's the one page thing. And I, and I call, I always tell people, I will send you the simple rental. I always use that word, the simple rental agreement, because it is, it's very simple. And again, that's fine. If someone wants to have 40 pages to protect themselves, I get it. But like someone posted on the say no group just the other day about, oh, some customers thought our, our, uh, you know, 40 page thing was too much. And well, it is, in, in my opinion, <laughs> it is, you know, it's a vacation rental. It's a business. You, do you sign a 40 page thing when you go check at the Hilton? I mean, it's a business. People will say, oh, it's not like a hotel. Well, to me, it is. They're both businesses. We're in the hospitality business. We take care of the guests. Now, how, how high end do you want to be or how, what customer you're looking for or dog friendly, no dog friendly. If you want to supply toilet paper, not supply toilet paper, that's your business, but it is a business and, and people have rights, respect the damn guests. Let them have a good time. If you get screwed, deal with it. But you'll, I think people will find out more if you just give them a little more respect and a little more leeway. You, you might find that people will come back more, maybe. I don't know. You know, why, why do they come back? I don't know. They, they come back. This is so refreshing, Steve. I'm, I'm, I, I love this. Unfortunately, we're sort of coming to uh, to the end of our time now, and uh, yeah, I think I could, I could talk to you for a long time. I just, just one thing I, I wanted to just backtrack on. You, you talk about pets. This has always been my, it, it's something that stands us out from many of our competitors that we do not charge for pets. Yeah, I don't we, either. We want every one of our owners to, uh, to, and, I mean, I, we manage 160 properties. So we talk yep. to all of our owners and we want them all to accept pets. I mean, personally, yep. pets bring yep. far less issues than children do. Oh, absolutely. No, totally agree. Absolutely. And the thing is, I mean, people will pay extra for a pet. So I would never recommend anybody quit charging. But I just, like I said, mine's kind of all built in. I charge a pretty high rate and I try to supply everything for, for that price. But quality people that are looking for quality places that have dogs, they'll pay. I mean, they'll pay up. So, I mean, I, I'm not, I wouldn't, rec I'm not, I wouldn't recommend anybody 
stop charging if they are. But for me, we just don't charge extra. We, you know, we, we charge a cleaning fee, which yeah, I didn't charge in the early days. So. So, so it's your cleaning fee on top of the right. Yeah, we charge We do charge a cleaning fee, 200 bucks, you know, because I got some help and I actually, you know, pay them too much. Probably, well, not too much, but I pay them. I pay them 50 bucks an hour and I got three of them. So, I mean, every Saturday and I'm busting my ass. So I'm basically spending 750 bucks every Saturday. That's a lot of money, you know, for five hours plus with me working for free. So, but I take care of those people because I need them to be there because, you know, these yeah. people have, you know, the, the more you charge, the higher the expectations are. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Those expectations are way up there. That's another thing. On, can I just say something on, on the websites? Because I, again, I look at a lot of these websites and one thing when people make a website that I would recommend is don't try to make your house more than it is. Like I said, my house is, I love my house. I think they're beautiful. We use the word idyllic, but I hear, I see these words all the time that I consider very bad words. Perfect. The perfect vacation rental. I'm sorry, but that's bullshit because there's nothing. I mean, one lady had a place like in I don't know where it doesn't even matter where it was, but she had this place. Nice place. Probably $700,000 place. Very nice place. She's trying to sell it. Perfect. Perfect. She's got a house that you can touch on both sides of her. That's not perfect. I realize maybe that's how it is in that community, but that ain't perfect. Ain't nothing perfect. And the other thing is like luxury. If you start throwing around the word luxury, to me, that's like an NBA $20 million you know, house. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I see these three, four, five, six, seven dollars $700,000 house and they call them luxury. Really? Cause I don't consider my house anything near luxury, not anything near it. I mean, they're nice. They're beautiful. We have nice idyllic locations, but they're not perfect and they're damn sure not luxury. So, the, and then the third thing is spotless. Be careful on that too. I, I, people go, Oh, it was spotless. That's bullshit. Nothing's perfect. Luxury. You better be talking luxury in my mind. And then spotless that you're just setting yourself up. I mean, you're, you're, you're making these expectations for that. They're going to walk into a $25 million house, you know, and for, you know, it's not going to happen. I mean, I, t- I tell my guests, we take dogs. We're in the Adirondacks. There's always going to be dog here. We do a good job of cleaning, but there's always going to be dog here. It gets woven into everything. And there's always going to be dust. There's always going to be some dead bugs. And, and that's just, that's the reality. Our, our places are very clean, but they ain't spotless and they ain't perfect and they ain't luxury, <laughs> but they're very nice. So those are some, to me, dangerous words that people use. So have you got anything else on your list there that you want to tell us about before? We okay. Finish? Other words that I would avoid unless that again, because to, to me, these are just negative words that people use all the time for their, to, 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 to describe their house. Charming. Again, maybe that's fine. Maybe I'm reading it wrong, but to me, charming means small and cheap. Charming is to me. And again, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I just can't stand charming. And the other one is rustic. People are like, oh, rustic cabin. Well, to me, rustic means it's old as hell. And ain't nothing been in change in fucking 40 years. So that's I don't like rustic either. So that's it. I think that's all that's on my list. Just a few more things if we have a second. Just things that I would recommend. Little little things that go a long way. And most people will probably do this anyways. But little things that we do every week. Plenty of supplies. Don't be cheesy on the toilet paper and stuff like that. And only full rolls. we got three bathrooms. Every bathroom has a new roll on the rack. I take the old ones with me and use them. Don't leave a partial roll. Don't leave a partial dish liquid. Don't use it. I've rented places that the sponge was there three years in a row, the same sponge. We re- replace the sponge every week. Leave them a backup. Leave them a full thing of dish liquid. You know, no, no partials. No partials. Empty the refrigerator. Now, I, I understand, like, we leave salt and pepper. We leave coffee and coffee filters and, and spices that are there. But nothing in the refrigerator. No ketchup. No nothing clean out the refrigerator people bring their own you don't want people don't want partials so that's just little things when you walk in like i said you, there's no knickknacks no personal stuff and everything looked like it just was set up for you and those are little things how hard is it to uh, what does it cost to put a full roll of toilet paper versus a half a roll you know or to empty out the refrigerator instead of trying to save somebody 40 cents on freaking ketchup I mean, again, our places, we get a, a premium. It's, 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 we're not high end, but I, I understand it'd be different if we were $75 a night. So I, I understand that, you know, but 
but we're not we're not high end either. But we what we everything that we do, we charge for. We charge for the you know doing a good job. We charge for having the kayaks. You know, we charge for allowing dogs. We charge for those beautiful lamps. You know, I'm not paying for that stuff. I, I, all that stuff comes out of the rent checks. Mm-hmm. I don't have money stashed away to buy stuff for these houses. So, and then we supply the kayak, stand up paddle boards, fishing boat. We supply plenty of all the firewood they can use. That comes with it. All the propane for the, no one has to go get propane. We have two, two things of propane for the grill, quality sheets, quality towels, plenty of everything. Yeah. Well, it's certainly, it's certainly successful for you. And uh, Steve, I have absolutely, I've got to say, this is probably one of the best interviews I've ever. I've enjoyed the heck out of it myself because I, I'm not much of a public speaker, kind of a, you know, lone wolf here, me and my dog. Well, I just love that, you know, oh, cute. That's Lucius. (laughs) <laughs> He's seven. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll do it again sometime. Have a group chat with Egan and Annie, and uh, no, about- that, that would be that would be really really cool. I should uh, I should set that up. Well, thank you, Steve, for sharing all that with us, and you're in, you've got such enthusiasm and such passion for what you do and you're clearly doing it just right and i think the the big message that came for me was in the website was in talking about the website the fact is is that steve knows nothing about building a website he had somebody else build his core website that was alan egan and alan knows how to build a really really good website a really good framework and then Steve employed somebody local who had all the WordPress knowledge and he just supplies him with all the content and information to go on it. So Steve's got a good, he's got a good handle on how he wants it to look, but he doesn't need to spend the time on it himself. And I think this is, this is such a great message for those people who are maybe listening to this, who are thinking, I don't, I, you know, I need to learn WordPress before I can do anything else. You know, you're, you're creating a barrier. You're creating your own barrier to getting this up and running and to getting yourself independent. Because if you're simply on Airbnb or the other OTAs right now, and you'd like the idea of getting off them, but that barrier is standing between you and that success, then you've got to look at the ways of removing that barrier. And Steve has clearly done that and very, very successfully. So I loved, loved, loved that interview. Really great talking to Steve. And I think if you need to go to his website and take a look at it, take a look at the amount of content he has put on there and uh, and start thinking about how you could perhaps do something similar to make your website a destination encyclopedia, I guess. Of course, I'm doing my own website at the moment and I've learned from Steve you know, we're, we're, I'm including just a whole bunch of video because it's all about Google. If Google gets, you know, if somebody's searching for something, they find it on Google and it's a video that you're showing on your website and there's a link back to it, they're going to come to you and they're going to find your destination encyclopedia. I rest my case. Okay, that is it for this week. And uh, as ever, if you like this, I'd love you to go to iTunes or wherever you listen to your audio and leave me a review. It would be tremendous. If you've got any ideas on what you'd like to hear on the podcast, please let me know at heather at vacationrentalformula.com and I 
would be happy to oblige if it's something that's related to vacation rentals. We've got some really great interviews coming up and a little bit more news on our new session that I'm going to be starting up with Andy Medic of Sea Change Vacation Rentals. Hopefully, you know, after Labor Day, we've all got to get through this last stretch of high season and then we'll be getting that going. And I believe this is a this is a teaser. Teaser, we're probably going to call it Brits and Pieces. And you'll find out when we start talking to Andy and get this up and running (laughs) that Andy is the master of the pun and you'll be hearing a lot more of these. So for now, I'd like to thank you for, for listening. It's always great to know that I am in your ears, whatever you may be doing during the day, and I will be with you again very soon. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.